And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is back in session. Now, for most of our audience, I know this sort of aesthetic looks very different. We are right now recording at Nowhere Studios in Methuen. So big shout out to SK and John Glass and Melks and Andre X for having us here. We're going to be doing a lot of our guest speaker episodes here from now on going forward. Really excited to announce that. And my first guest at Nowhere on the Turntable Teachers podcast is a man that I've wanted to have on the show for quite a while. We've talked about it for maybe a year. I think so. Recently, it's been more or less the last couple of months. Uh, he's a producer. He's an artist himself. Lucas is joining That's us up. on the podcast. Welcome, him. It's so great to have you on the show and do this in person, you know, Thank, versus, yeah. uh, versus Zoom. We're trying to get away from Zoom for everybody yeah. at home. So Zoom, Zoom is last year <laughs> and the year before. That's, that's pandemic, you know it's what I mean? Pandemic times, back, back in the past. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah. This is, this is crazy. The setup looks wonderful. Isn't it? Yeah. Feels great. Um, yeah. Let's get, awesome. get the show rolling. Let's do it, man. Uh, new haircut, huh? Last time I saw yeah. you when you were performing, you had the, the locks. You mm -hmm. got, got rid of them, huh? Mm -hmm. I did. Um, it was time for a change. Yeah. You know, I like to, every once in a while, I like to shock myself back into reality a little bit, you know? <laughs> change something up, whether it's shave or hair. This time it was the hair. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's feeling a little bit more breezy, awesome. I'd say. Yeah. Less warm. Yeah, well, I mean, now it's, you know, warmer months are coming. I feel like that's just I know, figured, part of the... Yeah, yeah I absolutely. figured they would show up eventually. We look great in the flesh, man. Thanks. So nice to like, I mean, we, we met briefly at your show mm -hmm. about a month ago, which uh, we will definitely get into. I definitely want to talk to you about that because yeah. that was, of course, like looking back on it, I'm sure there's a lot to dive in there. But uh, so we, we're, uh, for any of our audience at home and everybody, anybody listening or watching, um, last couple episodes, you guys know that we sort of restructured our uh, guest speaker episodes. So we're going to start uh, this, this episode specifically with... Uh, and a segment I like to call, which is uh, the objective. So we're going to get to know you, Lucas, just a little bit more before we dive in to some of the music and uh, some of the things you're passionate about. Uh, so the first thing I want to ask you, of course, is, you know, you're a producer first and you're just starting to get into, you know, um, being an artist and vocalist and all that. But I'm just kind of curious for you, like, where did your love of music sort of start? Like, where, uh, how did you start producing? Uh, really just want to kind of pick your brain a little bit about, like, where this all kind of kind of happened and how it all shaped up yeah well it's a it's a long journey um really the start of it was being a pianist so uh, when i was four my parents you know parents are always looking for something for their kids to do a little something extracurricular but they uh they put me in a piano class um and i continued playing piano until now like i still i still am a pianist um and so all throughout my childhood i was taking lessons um just reading, you know, reading music and learning different things. Uh, and around the age of 13 is when I got my first laptop, so like a refurbished Toshiba laptop. I was so excited to finally have my own computer. Um, and they, you know, knowing I love music, got me Mixcraft, which is a very basic recording software. You know, it came in the, at the time, came in a box, so I had to pull the CD out and install it. Uh, no download codes at that time. But I started working around um, just you know, messing with loops, throwing things in there and seeing how it sounded. And I kind of brought myself into 
learning how to recreate beats. So, you know, the first time, or as you're listening to music as a kid, you hardly think of how was this made. You just know you right. like this song. Right. Um, but I was, I just started to get really interested in like, how is this actually put together? Like, what are they doing? Um, so I started finding samples and, and like drum kits and stuff that sounded like the songs I was listening to, like a lot of Dat Piff mixtapes, you know, yeah. I was oh, downloading. Oh, Dat Piff, yeah. So I you, remember that. Yeah, listening to like, I was downloading Mac Miller's mixtapes and Wiz oh, Khalifa yeah. and some uh, some more like underground artists. Um, like I remember this artist, Trans Lee, just, I remember listening to him a lot and I tried to recreate a beat that sampled, um, it was Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, okay. or Girl with the Tattoo by, um, what's his name? Miguel. Right? Yes, yes. So it has that like, uh, so I found the song on YouTube, found the way they, they sampled it, and I started to like make the beat. That's awesome. And from from then I uh, I went into Reason, which is another um, recording software, started messing around there. There was no audio at the time. Like you couldn't put an audio clip in. So I learned in Reason how to kind of, not perfect, but like how to get good with virtual instruments. So playing drum kits and um, and synths and stuff like that. Um, so another skill set that just happened to build at that time. Right. Making a bunch of beats and not really sharing them with anybody. I kept them on SoundCloud for myself. Yeah. But I picked up Ableton after my friend Mike Nuzo told me about it in high school. So senior year of high school. And from there I started to like put everything together and make remixes by the end of college um i was putting together original songs um and in college i studied recording and engineering there you go put it all together with the production side of things and uh a musician or an artist was born i guess you could say <laughs> like I, I finally felt comfortable doing right. all this stuff together yeah that sounds like uh par for the course like most artists you know that's how yeah. they start you know they just kind of messing around with like the, the music that maybe they'd like or enjoy and really sampling yeah. that um yeah we're definitely around the same age because i remember uh you know those mac miller and Wiz khalifa tapes mm -hmm. those were pretty legendary at the time it's like, incredible and the the whole idea that it was free too you i know, know we're just like yeah. on there downloading stuff and like what i can just put this on my ipod like <laughs> Um, so iPods, yeah, those are not a thing anymore. No, huh? it's crazy no. that like I used to have one of those like old iPods, the um, like the just the regular ones, and it had like you know however many how much storage on it. But I remember having like ten thousand songs on the thing. Yeah. The thing was a brick too. It was like one of those. Oh, like, the big one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I started I started with a uh, like a Nano, so oh, the, still yeah, pretty yeah, small, yeah. maybe like two gigs. <laughs> um, and eventually I had the iPod touch and the the slide phone, so I was you know working, <laughs> the slide phone. That's right, <laughs> working magic that way. Well, I was such a music head as a kid, like growing up. So, like the Nano was never enough for me, like because you, no, you you only had like you know 150, 200 songs you yeah. could put on there, and then you're sitting there like in your library and iTunes, being like, shit, like I gotta like delete something <laughs> yeah. off this right now. Like, what the hell, you know? This one sucks. album goes, another one comes in. You gotta manage everything. I know. And then and now here we are in the streaming era, and like none of that even remotely matters. You know, LimeWire, DatPiff, all that. Um, all what was the other one? Um, DJ Booth, I believe it was called. No, I, I didn't. I didn't get on you DJ get Booth. On I was on. Yeah, Hot New Hip Hop. That was one that yes. I was on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So Audio Mac too, which is Audio actually, Mac. It's yes. been kind of yes. coming back. It recently, has. Which yeah. Is cool. Yeah. Audio Mac does seem like it's it's finally kind of having us a, a little bit more of a resurgence. It's nice to see that they're they're bit. really pushing artists. I think it seems like yeah. every once in a while, like new artists get a big push, which mm -hmm. is cool because they're still you know throwing up the biggest songs totally. now. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, cool. I know Uche, Uche and YDA have had um, songs pushed up there, so it's good to see that. Yeah, totally. Shout out Uche. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with you, like, I so you produce, and so when did you get into like? Cause I know you mix as well, correct? You do like do. some mixing and engineering. So when yeah. when did that sort of was that more like in your college days of like uh, learning that process, and that just kind of kind of came at that time, or was that something that came a little bit later? Yeah. Well, so. I didn't realize what mixing was, you know, as I was learning to produce, like just leveling things is yeah. a part of the process. You want things to sound good. Um, so it wasn't until college where I learned the fundamentals of studio work and, okay. and mixing, um, like mixing to, to tape and using consoles and, um, and outboard gear. Um, I didn't realize what that was all about, but once I did, I started to take that and bring it into the production side of things and become more um, efficient and fluent in mixing. Um, and I, I observed, I interned at 37 Foot Productions, which is down in Rockland, so South um, South Shore, okay. uh, with Zach Bloomstein and, and Sean McLaughlin. Shout out, you guys. Um, and they, I watched, observed them record and mostly mix. Um, so I learned a lot of the tools of the trade there as well. Awesome. Um, so cool. and, that, yeah. and here you are now like yeah. putting out putting out songs and producing for a plethora of different artists yeah. and not only the massachusetts and local scene but new england scene but you know even nationally you've worked with so, with, with a lot of artists so yeah. um that's kind of my like, good segue into my next question where you know for you when you're looking to work with somebody or work with an artist or a musician um is it one of those things where the musician or the artist like you're you, it's sort of uh you're trying to uh, adapt to their sound or is it one of those things where uh the vice or vice versa where like you want them to adapt to your sound how, how does how do you really go about that process when you're choosing to like figure out who you want to you know work with and produce with produce yeah. for it's i think it's right in the middle because um uh for a lot of the artists that I've, I've worked with um you know they're in the early stages of finding their sound so i i was able to get in the door early and work really work with them to to figure out what they want to sound like mm -hmm. Um, but even for an artist that has their own sound, you know, when, when they walk in the door and we start working together, um, I always find it, I find it best to, um, learn what they're about, learn what they're interested in, what they're listening to, like what, what song made them, made their week really. Yeah. And, um, take influences from all these things that they're, they're interested in and work off that. So I don't, um, I, I like to think, and I've, I've, you know, my closer, closer friends would tell me too, that I don't really have like a style. I don't have, there's no Lucas type beat. Um, and, and I think that's because I like to approach it with the artist and start at their end, um, and then work my own ideas into it. And, you know, they can be the gatekeeper of whether or not it's going to work. Um, but it, it always, it always meets right in the middle of yeah. like, I really like this sound. This is definitely something I would do. And they're proud of it as well. So yeah. And that kind of leads into the production style that I do where um, I know I know a lot of times, uh, you know, producers have a, a huge backlog of beats and they, they play it for the artist and the artist picks one they like and they use that. Um, I almost never do that. Um, I just have found that I like the workflow of starting new. You start a new beat huh. with the artist and work from, again, those references, the things that they like yeah. um, about music in the moment. That must foster like an organic working relationship, though, at that point, right? Especially if you, I think, there's it has to be something to be said for that. Like, I don't want to speak like I, like I know what I'm talking about, but I just from from hearing you, it sounds like 
you know, with you working with them, when, when something really clicks between the two of you, like one a sound that you guys are working on together, mm-hmm. like that must be such a, like a better moment than just like, here, here's a bunch of beats I already have, like pick yeah. one. You know what I mean? Not that I don't think there's anything wrong with either way, but I feel like there's got to be a different sort of uh, approach to that sort of, um, you know, to, uh, sorry, a different approach uh, to that work, work style and working relationship. Yeah, they, there definitely is. I, and then I've, become so close to some of these artists and you know become really good friends of mine too especially like Faye B who you saw perform at the show she was the first artist I ever produced an original song for really like she I met her through Timmy um well I guess besides Timmy we, we'll get into we'll, that, we, we will get into Timmy um, shout out to me yeah no he's definitely watching this or listening <laughs> to this at some point yeah so. <laughs> um but you know he was like I have a friend from high school she's getting into music she wants to start making her own stuff yeah um so we just started that process and it it was really like that from the beginning we just started from scratch you know Mm -hmm. it was um she had an r&b and like pop rap kind of edge that we tapped into immediately and um same with uche too like we we really we start fresh every time and it is a a great relationship where we know when to work on something we already started and we know when we're going to start something new and if it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit, but almost all the time we're able to get it there to right. the point where we really like the song. So, so cool. Well, even just off, like actually off air before you showed up and shout out SK who's on the, in the back here. We, um, we were, we were talking about that too, where it's just like, you know, I feel like that when you, once you find an artist that you really like, or yeah, or a musician that you really work well with, you know, that ends up becoming like just a, a relationship that you guys can, you can, be, you can be honest with each other in mm-hmm. in the studio as well. Like, Hey, you know, this didn't work. I didn't like this too much. Yeah. Or, um, I just feel like that is just a, I think how you're going about it is a great way. And, and then it's just one of those things where, uh, it's, it's all really or- organic. So that's awesome. I really, yeah. I, I love, I love hearing about that. That's really cool. There's no fluff. Like I want, yeah. it, it needs to be, it need, there needs to be feedback the whole time. Sure. I always, sure. I, I tell if the artist doesn't already know, like I will say, interrupt me if i'm working on a hi-hat pattern for 12 minutes like say i don't think we should go this way you know we should move in a different direction sure um the the feedback is necessary because this this is as much as it's the artist song like in the moment it's our song we're working on this and eventually you will show it to the world so it's cool yeah absolutely man that's that's so cool and i think this actually a great transition into our uh, next segment of the show which is the main lesson and yeah we got to dive into the show man i mean that the show you guys had at the rockwell about a month ago now a little Mm -hmm. over a month ago now uh that we attended uh we wrote guys uh anybody at home or listening right now definitely go check out the article that we wrote and also um it's on our website www.turntableteachers.com and we also put out a little uh video montage on tiktok and instagram as well for you guys to go check out and uh, if you haven't seen these guys live uh I would absolutely make sure you're following them and go to their next live show because we had a blast. It was, it was amazing. Uh, you made a huge fan out of my girlfriend, shout out Carissa. She plays you for you all the time. I was just telling Derek off air. We, I will walk into her apartment like, and she'll be (laughs) playing it or like, we'll be in the car. She'll be like, can you play you for you? you I (laughs) swear to God, she's a huge fan. So, uh, you made a huge fan out of her and, uh, yeah, yeah. And so in, in the article that, uh, that I wrote, um, about the experience because again it was one of those things where I, I just had such a great time and I enjoyed it so much felt compelled to write something for you guys um, I, I, I referred to you as almost the glue guy of the show mm-hmm. and I feel like it's a it was a good trait for you because you've worked with every artist that was on that on that lineup whether it be Timmy Uche Fabi Lazy 
um, and, and PS Jovi. So I'm curious for you, like, you know, maybe we can run through each of them. Just, you know, so we talked a little bit about Fabi already, but, um, you know, what has your relationship been like with each of these artists and how have not only like you, how do you think you've also helped them like with their sound, but how have they like also inspired you as well as a, as an artist? Oh man. Yeah. That, there's a lot of them. So, I mean, they, they've all inspired me in, in very different ways. Um, like PS Jovi, was one of the one of the first artists i met in boston when i started coming to um sessions now at these sessions where i went with timmy um namdi it's by new brought us there as well introduced us to this whole group of friends eventually where i met my manager derek um shout out Derek. <laughs> we had jita space boy who space you boy know, yes. besides being yep. the world's best dj is uh, <laughs> also an incredible producer um who else we had there we had yda was showing up um who am i yeah jita of course jita that's um, actually one of the first songs I, actually that might be the first song i ever heard of from you was one? no cap no cap really yeah that was the first that's one that's a sleeper man i, it, I love no, that it's, song. it's pretty dope i love the vibe of that song and i can't remember who sent it to me if it was you it was years ago it like i was been. right when we started it was either you or him i can't remember yeah. which which one of you guys sent it to me but either way like when you guys just like cold DM'd it to us and I get some of those all the time. And like, mm. sometimes I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so I listened to it though and I was vibing. I was like, Oh, this is, this is tight. I dig yeah. this shit. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's yeah. That's the genius of Jita there. He, he's just an incredible songwriter. Um, he puts out, he puts out less music than the, the rest of us for sure. But he is, trust me, working very hard. Behind I, the scenes. I believe it. I believe it. Um, he's helping me with my album too, which we can talk about later. Ooh, ooh, um, ooh yeah. A little Easter egg here. I like that. So, um, but yeah, like PS Jovi and I wrote, we performed, um, one, one thirty AM at the show. Oh, um, and oh, that song's amazing. That was my favorite I love that performance. Song. I felt like I felt next level energy on that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and really it was like working, working with her is just, it's really easy. I mean, she just, she writes, she will finish a verse immediately. Wow. She has her vibe. She has an incredible voice and a really unique voice too. Um, but we, we had decided like, oh, that we need this like party next door, late night vibe. Yeah. And we, we were talking yeah. about how much we, we, uh, you know, you get to the club and like, if things don't work out or like, you don't have a great <laughs> night, you're like, oh, I never want to go to the club again. Like it's I, so true. I'm going home. I'd rather stay home and make music. So we, we really clicked on that front. Yeah. Um, made that song together and I'm hoping to get back in the studio soon. It's been a little while since we worked. Um, Fabi, we talked about Fabi, uh, Uche, I had, I mean, he's, He's the best. I mean, we, we work really closely right now, um, and, and we will for the rest of the time, at least as I see it. Um, but he he kind of he came into the music game in Boston as a A&R. Um, oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't so, know that. So he was like – he was talent scouting and, and, like, keeping his eye out and working with other artists and then started to realize, like, I, I want to do this. Like, I want to be an artist too. I think I have great ideas. Um Eventually he had approached me. We hadn't, we'd only worked together once before. I think I just recorded vocals and maybe mixed his vocals, but he asked me to executive produce his, his full length album, Jiggy Boy. Um, that was, you know, uh, one of my earliest introductions into Afrobeat. Um, mm -hmm. And same with Ugo Boy. Ugo Boy was the first artist I worked on uh, Afrobeat with. Mm -hmm. So between those two, you know, they, they, brought me in and, and kind of taught me a lot of the tools of the trade um 
and with Uche since then we've just we've worked regularly and he is always you know always excited to be working on music he's he's um an incredible collaborator and he's very receptive of the things I have to you know have to say um and just a great personality too you know he's he's a very welcoming person Absolutely. and he's he's great on stage too oh yeah so. he's got a great stage presence that was the yeah. thing right away i could tell with him you all do i think uh you know and, and i think you do you think you sell you sold yourself short a little bit you were like you, <laughs> one of the shy, first man. songs you, I do, you came out you're like i am not used to like 200 people like stared at me you know what i mean yeah, so. not, not many people are no that's fair that is fair yeah i, I, I yeah um, I, I feel like i'd be the same way <laughs> you never know lazy uh definitely lazy and i have been working together for a while we we'd actually met when i was playing with my band um i was in a band called daisy bones and she was in a band um called school shoes at the time but we played a show together i knew she was releasing solo music as cammy it's like an old moniker that she went by huh. and i really liked her voice i just like very out of out of my element at the time i was like yeah, do you want to work together at some point um and we just we got together and made forfeit so that song, song is, I think, held the test of time. Um, you know, she's incredible at writing these guitar riffs. She's a, a great player and singer too. And um, it, we we just have the same we have the same vision for a lot of stuff we work on. We have we have a ton of stuff in in the the archives right now nice. waiting to come out. Nice. Um, but she's extremely versatile and has that indie pop like bedroom producer style because she produces all her own stuff too. So when we work yeah. together, we have yeah. the same language. Um, I came on to her. Uh, there's an artist by the name of China Blue. Yep. And yep. Uh, I'm, I'm close with him. And a shout, shout out Seth. And uh, yeah, that's how I came on to her was was yep. through him. And I yeah, ever since I've I've definitely been enamored by her sound and just the way that um, yeah, just her stage presence too. She was she was awesome. And 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 forfeits another one of my favorite favorite tracks that that you have. Yeah, she's uh, she's very good at conveying emotion. Yes, definitely. Very good. I would agree. I would agree. And I think the only one left is Timmy. Oh yeah, we said yeah, we're saving Timmy a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, Timmy and I, Timmy and I go further back than anyone else. Right, um, right. We met at the radio station WML at UMass Lowell. Mm -hmm. I was engineering. I had volunteered to be the live sound engineer, and one night someone was like, "Oh, we have like an empty slot, but um, this rapper is coming in. He's just gonna freestyle um, for forty-five minutes." And I was like okay i guess i'll yeah i'll i'll handle that um and in walks timmy and i'd heard a little bit about him like leading up to this and i checked out his soundcloud he had like you know some some really a lot of plays on his music and yeah. he had a lot of songs out and i was like oh my god this guy's like this is serious and i was kind of scared because i wasn't working with anyone on music at the time mm -hmm. um he had some beats gave me the flash drive i started playing him and he started freestyling and just didn't stop and then he goes yo do you have anything like ask me to play some beats of mine i did and he kept freestyling over them um and so we kind of struck struck it off and we talked about music and got together and we wrote uh she down which is a mm -hmm. older much older song it's probably about four or five years old now it must be yeah about that um and we both had this you know, love of experimenting with hip hop and electronic stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, he was my gateway into what I do now. Really. Right. I met everyone one after the other because of Timmy. Right. Um, so it was, it was, uh, it's been a blessing to, you know, to have been there, to know him and to work with him 
and we work just alongside and with each other all the time. Um, so yeah, really Timmy's the gateway. <laughs> he <laughs> has, drug. yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> I like that. I don't say this about a lot of people, but I, I like, I, I just, his aura, he has, he does have an aura about him like right away. Yep. It was so apparent. <laughs> like it, it went, whether it was like when we were talking after the show or like dur- even during the show, I mean, he's just, he, his ability to be able to just captivate an audience mm-hmm. to me was just like so crazy. So and you're giving me some great, uh, little tidbits here for future, future, uh, interviews. Hell so yeah. yeah, which is, which is fantastic. So you're, you're helping me out a little bit right now too. Um, uh, I want to ask you though, especially, spe- uh, specifically because, this was really your first headlining show, correct? You and you and Timmy, or have you guys done yeah. anything prior to that? We've we've done. Uh, our Timmy has done, I think, had done two supporting, um, supporting okay acts, and I had hopped on to, I think, both of them for like one song. I think okay. we did uh, halftime together, or something like that. And um, so neither of us had headlined a show, so really, I would count this as our first real show um, as artists. So yeah. Mm-hmm big first oh for sure for sure so like looking back now now that you've kind of had some time to sit with it and mm. kind of process it and, and look at it a little bit in hindsight um how do you feel about it like what like in terms of what do you think really went well and what are you like excited about in terms of um the end result and what is maybe like something you guys might adapt to or change for next time mm. a lot of things went went well you know yeah. we were not expecting the result that we had um shout out Derek, he was a little embarrassed because I was mentioning this on the ride over, but <laughs> Derek, so Derek is my manager, one of my best friends, and um, he latched onto the idea of this show. We all kind of collaborated on the the concept together and really just like put in all the work. We got the merch made. We got the uh, flyers made and hung around town, like all around the venue and around Austin and Brighton. Um the performers all came together. He, he was the communicator, you know, he was, he was like the mom of the group. He still is the mom <laughs> of the group, but like getting this all together, everyone knew to look to, uh, to him. You for, could tell his head was like on a swivel the yeah, whole time. And just like, I, I kept seeing you come in and out of backstage. You're just like, <laughs> he was literally making bouncing, sure everything's okay. <laughs> he was bouncing people out of the green room. He's like, yo, 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 we need some space. Hold on. Leave the artist alone. Um, I love it. But love yeah, it. it, um, so the legwork was incredible and the show was a success because of that. We had, you know, we hit up all our friends to come out because that's 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 mostly who we have. You know, we have a lot of supportive friends. Um, we're not international acts like we don't have people flying to see us or anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hit up our friends who hit up their friends who hit up their friends and everyone came together. I'm sure most people were like, I don't know what to expect. Like I'm going because I trust the word of these people so that so, invited yeah. me. Right. Um, but we brought friends, family members showed up. My parents showed up. Um, oh, that's so cool. We had that's awesome. <laughs> Timmy recorded a music video at a chiropractor's office. Uh, it's not out yet, but you'll see it. She showed up. <laughs> so, you know, we had <laughs> we just had immense support, which was unreal. And the crowd was receptive and oh, you know, yeah. respectful. Everyone was having a good time. Yeah. I never, you know, you can't, a crowd's not going to do exactly what you want. But to, to look out and see people interacting and having yeah. fun and no, there's no like, weird like beef or like people i've gone to shows before where you know people are just angry in the crowd for some reason they're like oh nobody better like get near me because i'm like just trying to like enjoy the show and no one else better talk to me there's this weird air uh, or like fog in the air but everyone seemed to be 
mingling and interacting, drinking, having a good time. And um, especially the immediate crowd I saw right in front of me were yeah. latched on to the music, which was, was really fun to see. Um, performers put in all the work. We had a ton of practices beforehand. Shout out to the Record Co. too, because we were, we were in there weekly, um, whether it be solo or as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the production was all through Ableton, and I, I had set that up um, with my fingers crossed as tight as I could because we, you know, we had live effects. We had live, live auto-tune and vocal processing going. Um, all the beats were mixed uh, to be performance mixes, so we had all the, the levels different for, for the mixes okay. so we could you know, shine through with our live vocals. And um, Space Boy you know, was DJing the set maybe... I think that was his third real time. No, actually his first real time doing the, that full set because we had changed oh, wow. the set multiple times. Mixes were changing up to the day of the show. So really it was every every part of it I'm I'm proud of. Um but like that's all of the chaos that was going into it yeah, and uh, yeah. just but just really to see people show up and and enjoy it and be receptive to it was the best part. Yeah, well that well first off congratulations cuz I yeah, feel like it, it was a massive success. Like I totally I, I you know if it had flopped I don't think you'd be here. No more. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just joking. I'd be somewhere else. I'll move <laughs> on a Friday that double no, again. Um no, in all seriousness like I like I said I just I felt everything you're saying. Like mm-hmm. in in the crowd it just felt like there was this sort of harmonious sort of just moment for everybody. Just there was like everyone was just kind of like there in the moment enjoying mm-hmm. it and like it didn't really matter like who people were, like where they were coming yeah. from. And, you know, I'm about to quote a Backstreet Boys line or sync <laughs> something, whatever, one of the two. But no, in all seriousness, like it really was like an amazing show. Like I was so impressed with with what you guys were able to pull off. Um, you know, you could have fooled me that it was your first headlining show. Like I, I swear, I, I swear, like it's I'm, and I don't I'm not saying that I, yeah. I genuinely mean it. And like and the other thing you said, too, that I really think is important for people that like aren't artists or promoters and like that there's just there's probably so much that goes into the preparation of this stuff and that you know i think before i started you know podcasting and getting into this space that i never really considered as like just a music fan you know it's not one of those things where you're kind of understanding like all the prep work that's involved in going Mm -hmm. into it so um i'm sure it's stressful and 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 in a lot of ways you know big stress yeah yeah but rewarding at the same time if it goes Mm -hmm. the way that it went for you guys so yeah even even if you know even if there were more hang-ups um it's still it still just feels good to get out there yeah totally Um, we fun fact too we didn't even have a sound check like we no no we we were so tight uh on the slot we had i mean we had a bunch of performers we wanted to get everything in yeah Uh, we had about i think 45 minutes or an hour straight of music um what was it fact check derek Oh, almost okay so almost two hours yeah it was close to two hours i mean we we showed up i we might have missed the first couple of songs and i think because it started at like nine we were there it's like almost 11 30 okay if i'm not mistaken yeah so we yeah. we and it was non-stop like the music yeah. didn't stop we had a little bit of like banter in between but right right um we needed to fit all that music um the doors opened for us a half hour before the show started no which way. is not a lot of time you might no, think a half a, hour is plenty but it's not we had to set up the stage we had to get the laptops out all the, all right, the you right. know audio interfaces connected the sound ran we made sure that the sound was working and then we went off so um yeah it was it it went it went 
really well. And uh, yeah. I don't want to jinx. Is there real wood in the? Yeah, that looks like real wood. Uh, the yeah, next yeah, one will too. go just as well. Yeah. So well, and and the cool thing about it too, what I found very unique was you guys didn't just give like you know Fabi like a little set and then that was it and like uh you know then PS Jovi then Timmy like it was just you didn't know what to expect. It was just like yeah. everyone was coming in, coming out. Some people were had you know collaborating and 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 um you know uh, performing songs that they had together and some of you guys were doing solo stuff. So I felt like just that as well, I think, was very engaging for the crowd. So that was a really good way to do it. I think you guys kind of tapped into something really cool there that I haven't really seen at a lot of shows that have like a, a long list of lineups like that. Like it's usually just, okay, this this artist does a set and this artist does a set. The only time I've ever seen that sort of at a show was, this was, this was probably a decade ago, Drake's Take Care, where he had Joey Badass, Meek Mill, J. Cole, Walk a Flock of Flame. Like, it was a crazy Damn. lineup. And Drake had, like, each of – he had Cole come out for In the Morning and Walk a Flock of coming out for, like, one whatever song they had. I think it was um, Roll some, – Roll Bounce, something like that. I can't remember the top of my head. And then had Meek Mill come out for, like, Amen. So, like, that was, I think, like, a really cool thing. But that's not what you guys did, not, not even – even still like it still was it was just like you never knew what was coming next and i think that kind of like keeping you on your toes was mm. was so cool i'm glad very that engaging. stuck i'm glad that stuck because it did that was for me the main that was the drive of the show like that was what we thought of mm. it was to have a um a together environment it was like communal communal it was very communal yeah. yeah and and drawing from just experiences of watching and playing shows where it is a strict, you know, the standard show layout. You have band one, band two, band three, right, right. maybe band four, uh, or the headlining act. And if someone shows up for band one, they're going to leave, most likely. That's a good point. You know, they leave That's right after they're done, point. especially if they're friends, So, which is a lot of who we had at the show. So um, to have this rotating, like, don't really know what's going on, everyone's kind of working with each other, it was it – was, an idea um, or a concept to get people to be interested in the whole show. Exactly. Um, such a good, such a good point. So it, that, that really, that was the main concept for the show and it proof of concept, as we say, there you go. But we, uh, exactly. You gotta, you gotta try it. Right. Yeah, I mean, what that, why not? And man? I hope, I, I definitely hope like more, more people try it too. You know, oh, absolutely. It's, I think it's a no brainer that other people should try it. I mean, it's not you're, a trademark artist, idea. No, wait, maybe you should. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we could. But for now, we'll keep it open source. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I'm um, we'll do it. Seriously, guys, congratulations. Like, the show was thanks, a, a smash hit. Like, I am. Ex I will be at the next one for sure. I, I, you've, I was already a fan of you guys to begin with. I didn't know I didn't know Jovi, and I didn't know um, Uche and Fabi before that. I had known, uh, obviously, Lazy, you and Timmy before. But yep. now I'm obviously fans of all you guys. And... Uh, you know, and even more, more so of a fan of you guys for sure after that. So, um, I think too, like once you connect, you know, if you're able to, as an, as an artist, as a musician to connect with the crowd mm -hmm. and connect with the people in the crowd, it's, it's, su there's such a different feeling there. And that's just, I think something we were just dying and uh, missing so much of, of yeah. the last couple of years and not, for not sure. having so, but congratulations. Um, we're going to stop, we're going to pause the, um, main lesson Ooh. to, uh, do a little something I like to call pop quiz. Uh oh. So, are you ready for this? Uh, I didn't get a chance to study. Can I study first? No, no. Okay. You didn't study, bro. Uh, no, I didn't. We told you. I, I warned you there was going to be a pop quiz. All right. And you didn't. And you didn't. Uh, just well, it is what it I'll is. Try you my have best. To, just have to try your best. Try All best. right. This is how pop quiz works. Uh, I'm going to give you a list of rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. And you have to give me the 
quickest answer that comes to mind. Uh, if you need to explain an answer, some of these you might need to explain a little bit. Okay. A few of these I'm going to need an explanation, actually. Um, but just as quickly as you can, uh, answer these questions. And, um, yeah, we'll see how you do. Okay. You ready? My heart's beating, yeah. Heart's beating? All right. If he's not, if I'm not, if I can get the, uh, the blood pressure up yet, <laughs> yeah, this, no, this, this is, this is going to be the one. All right. All right. Favorite beat you've ever made? Uh, published? Like out? Published. Okay. We'll go published. All right, fine. Published and then unpublished. Go ahead. We'll, oh. we'll give, you, give you two. Uh, I'll give you two options. More to work with. Uh, favorite yep. beat I've ever made? Oh. I'm going to have to be selfish and say jackpot. Okay. Uh, that's a song that I made for myself. <laughs> but, All right. Yeah. Unpublished? Unpublished. Man, it's not. Okay. You know what? <clears throat> It's really hard to choose. I'm just gonna choose the most recent one that like I was I was excited. I was gassed about it the other night. Um but Fabi and I are working on a song and it's called I don't name all my I don't name my project files like very well, so it's it's called Squeege, I think. Like short okay. for squeegee. Yep. Um it's not <laughs> it's not or no, it's called Flow. Sorry. No. I don't know. But the one I made with Fabi no the other night. Is. The one I made with Fabi the other night. That's the answer. <laughs> yeah, it, that's a tough question because it's like I'm making you choose between your children, right? It, or like yes. asking me as a teacher, like who's your favorite you and know, I student? Have hundreds you know? of children. So of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, local artist you'd most love to work with, but you haven't yet. Hmm. Can I say two? Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. Stefan Thev. Amazing. His ghouls, skeletons, yep. whatever the... Uh, school, I, I'm so, usually so good at names. Ghouls, ghost, skeletons? That's, that's what it is. Is that it? Ghouls, skeletons. Zombies. There's zombies, zombies in there. Zombies is in there. It's a ghoul. Stefan, which one? <laughs> ghoul, zombie, somebody skeleton? Somebody needs to fact check this. No, yeah. Ghouls, zombies, skeletons. I think that's what yeah. it is. That song's insane. Yeah. Insane. And then the one he just came out with, Def Soda, is pretty tight, too. The, yes. Uh, Wasted. Yes. Really cool. Nice hyper pop really cool. Shout out Dev and, and Stefan, obviously. Um, Stefan Thev, okay. Honestly... I know so many, this is which is a testament question. to the Massachusetts music scene. I know the there's so many, you guys, so many. Um. Oh no. Honestly, I've been, I've been, I've been really bumping uh, this Tyler Loyal project. Do you know Tyler Tyler Loyal? I'm gonna have to get. I will I'm send you. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna remember the name of the album itself. Tyler Loyal. Sorry, Tyler, that I don't know you. Oh, you're gonna this know is, Tyler. I I hope I yeah. I'm gonna need to. Incredible voice. This project is called. I know that I know the album art, and I just play it front to back all the time. I love albums um, like that. I never pay just... attention to the names. It's called Nova. Okay. And it was released in 2021. So we're off to check it out. Um. All right. Cool. I'd say those two. All right. I know Stefan. I, I know Stefan. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know Tyler. So I have to get. I have to get. To do my homework on that one. Quiz <laughs> um, homework. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, now, yeah. Now I have homework. Um. In your opinion. Who's the best producer of all time? Uh oh. Um <laughs> Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, dude. I I've already sworn like two, three times. I noticed that. Shit. Yeah. Um yeah, you're good. Yeah, I just want to say shit. <laughs> That's fine. Who cares? Bro? Um it's all good. Damn. I mean Kanye West. All right. That's a good answer. Favorite album ever? Hmm. First one that comes to mind? Yeah. Um I would have to say, I would have to say, it's a Mac Miller album. It's going to be, 
Make sure you pick the right Mac Miller album. Yeah, that's the problem because they have all, they they've all got different pieces of why they're the best ever. Which is so great when you have an artist like that with Mac Miller, especially where none of his albums sound like the like another exactly. album in his discography. Mm-hmm. Like Tyler, the creator, has talked about that before. He said like you know if you like Igor, go listen to Igor. I'm never gonna make Igor again. I <laughs> yeah. love that shit. Go reinvent yourself. Yeah. But anyway, it's amazing. So, Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Uh, okay, I guess I'll go with. I'll go with swimming. That's a great choice. Okay. This is a three-part question. Oh, no. Okay. So, first part. What is your uh, what is your obsession with vintage lamps? How many have you purchased in the last year? And are you a Facebook Marketplace guy or a Craigslist guy? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. What is my obsession with vintage lamps? It's exactly that. Um, I, I think creative lighting is missing from a lot of environments these days. We, we have a lot of stale... You know, like you can walk into a room and it's just bright white LED lights. I just think the idea of having something that is a piece of art and creates light is amazing. So that's my obsession with vintage lamps. How many have I bought in the past year? Hmm, I will do a quick head count. Um, Uno. Does trash I'd say I'd hazard about 10. Okay. Um some of them that's calendar year or since January? Just, just to be clear. Oh, so, oh, that's calendar year. Calendar uh, year. Okay. Yeah, calendar. All right, all right. That's not too bad. Um, and then Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist? Uh, Facebook Marketplace guy. Um, Craigslist. I think people on Craigslist know what they have. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> people do not know what they have. So <laughs> I got a free lamp the other day. That's definitely not free. Worth, it's not worth zero dollars. That's for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> so, all right, I nailed that one. Good job. All right. Uh, last two questions here. Kind of also a two-part question. So. What's the best quality about Derek and Timmy? Like individually, obviously, like not combined, that would be weird. But the best oh, quality man. youth have of Derek and Timmy. Best quality of Derek and Timmy. <laughs> best quality of Derek besides cooking. Is oh, he cooks. He cooks. He cooks. I like he made, that. <laughs> we there's picture proof, but we did both eat bowls of vegan ravioli. Uh, what is it? Not sausage and salad <laughs> on the way here. Uh, literally driving and eating out of a bowl. So we did that. That's hilarious. Um, that. that's why that's, we're that's, a little that's bit an, late. That, that's an image right now yeah. for me at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about that. All right. So, All right, so he cooks, he cooks. That's, that's whatever. All right. That's whatever. Um, best quality about Derek is he's always trying to do things. Always wants to do things. So motivation. It's motivation. Yep. Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> Best thing about Timmy, I think, oh man, I want to say motivation too because he's just always working. Um, but I think, I think with Timmy, it's creativity. Hmm. I think that he's, he's just always looking for something new and always going to give something new. You know, he, he's never said, he has said the same thing twice, but he's never, almost never wrapped the same words over again. He's just, endless book of words i like that two very good answers now i'm not trying to uh start a a fight on the car ride home but is there a a, a little like maybe so and again when you when you got best friends this happens right sometimes there's maybe a little something about the other person that maybe not drives you crazy but it's kind of a nitpicky thing or something like maybe a pet peeve is there something about timmy one thing about Tarek and timmy that maybe not drive you crazy but like you know (laughs) maybe you guys disagree on or starting beef here on the table i'm I'm starting some beef (laughs) um let's see um 
Like, You've worked with these guys long enough. There's got to be some. You know what I mean? There's got to be something. Like, my best friend Danny, shout out him. Like he, like he knows he's a, he's a, he can be a mess. Like and that's what dry. <laughs> like that's one of the things that, you know, when we were living together was a point of contention. Okay. All right. Um, still love you. Though. I'll love, bro. I think. I th- mm. <laughs> um, I think with Derek. Derek knows this. He's he's very attached to every product that he's working on, everything that he's working on. So sometimes, I think sometimes we, you know, we talk ourselves up onto a ledge with like how serious we are about something, and then we're like, oh, we're good, <laughs> you know. So um, that's that's both a good and a bad thing. It's it's just discussions, I think. Um, okay. But Derek is always driving me to speak my mind and t- to actually confront things. Which I hate, which but is, I have to do. You have to do it. It's hard. I have to do it. That so that's what I. Thing. That's that's one thing about Derek. Good. I like that actually. With Timmy. So it's kind of a, a compliment wrapped into that. <laughs> I think the the thing about Timmy is that he and I are, are two alike. Oh. Uh, we're very similar in that we have our hands on everything all the time, and we're trying to be the, like we want to be the ones to do it. We want to be the ones to like, to um you know do the thing. So sometimes when we're working together, um. We, we're overstepping each other we're just like oh Fair no enough. damn like i'm i should do this no you should do this um so it's it's just similar people sometimes run into that challenge mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. all right but still good things all right yeah no that's uh, yeah like yeah you you uh you, you um coated those with some with sugar a little bit there I, which is which is good is. no life, that's great life I like is that. literally life I like is that. just coated I'm, in sugar I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to start any fights on the ride home <laughs> hey that's you did true. you did great Pop quiz. Thanks. You, you did pass, just so you know. I passed? You did. You can pass with a C, right? You C's get degrees. C's get degrees. I think C's about get that. C's get degrees. You know? I got a few seniors right now that probably could would would love a C right now. A C plus? Uh, uh, D's, honestly. Uh-oh. It is what it is. It is. Senior get year. Get your shit you know together, I mean? kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know. Uh, but yeah, you passed. Very good job. All right. Uh, back to the main lesson. Back to the, back to your regularly, regularly, yeah. back to your regularly scheduled programming. See? Ding, ding, ding. Tied, Cut tied. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. No, we're going to leave it. It's fine. Leave um, it. We're going to leave it. It's all good. Um, so I want to talk about your new song mm-hmm. and music video, which is fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Bad Place. All right. And before before we talk about it, want to play a little clip of it for the, for the people it. at home that haven't heard it? All right. Let's so, hear it. Yeah, we have to. So it's this is life. Bad Place by Lucas. Moved out of my parents' house just to isolate I sold all of my prized possessions to win the day And now I'm in the city where just a block away I could have all of my friends come over But I'll never tell my friends come over I started doing therapy just to try the couch But I still look lonely I spend all of this time with myself But still don't know me They say it gets better But I don't feel better I just need a little more time No pressure but it might take effort If I ever want to be alright Procrastinating and waiting Never did nothing for me Cause I've been in a bad place 
Writing these songs never felt so hard. Wake up in my thoughts race. Running all day until the next one starts. I tried doing things right. Chasing the high, never felt so far. Cause I was in a bad place. But I think I'm getting over it. Alright, and that was a clip of Bad Place by our man right here, Lucas. Um, I love the, just the, first of all, the production on that's awesome. I love like those like colorful, like watery keys you got going Thanks. on there. And the vibe's really cool. It's very like, uh, you know, minimalist somewhat. But then mm-hmm. I, I love as, as well to the, the lyrics, especially. That's my favorite. I mean, obviously the aesthetic, the sonic just appeal of it's amazing. But the lyrical component is what I really like about this song. Yeah. Especially like how introspective you get and sort of just you kind of opening up and talking about like obviously like the bad place you were in and, and you know the therapy which i'm a huge proponent of shout mm-hmm. out anybody you know it's mental actually mental health month as well which i didn't yeah. or mental health awareness month which i was go unaware to therapy of. go to therapy seriously or at least try it you don't have to just go but try it yeah you know? find some yeah find a therapist that you that you actually click with and mm-hmm. like that I actually, a lot of times I look forward to my therapy sessions every week. I, I do, do. Too. It's, it's It's great. It's great. You get to vent to somebody that's completely unbiased in your life mm-hmm. and get some stuff off your chest and your shoulders or whatever, whatever, whatever body parts, you know, my got knees. that tension. It's always on my knees. It's on your knees. Reason. I'm a shoulders guy. Lower it's back all, it's all up in the, oh yeah, there you go. I'm an old guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> old for being in our 20s. Um, so... I was just curious if, um, you know, I, don't, I hate asking the question of, like, inspiration for the songs. But, like, in terms of this song, like, what really, like, was that, like, bad place you're referring to? If you could elaborate a little bit, if you don't mind elaborating a little bit on, like, yeah, about, like, how um, you just got inspired to, like, write this song and, like, how it kind of came to be. Was that, like, uh, was this a difficult process for you? Or, and I just want to hear a little bit about this, the song. Yeah, I so I actually wrote the song... Um, and the lyrics are telling of this, but I, I was, when I first moved to Boston, I was freelancing as a, as producer and engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. I was doing that. I was able, you know, to pay my rent with it. Um, and then some for, you know, whatever groceries I don't eat, I don't eat the best food, but <laughs> I eat some of it. Um, but yeah, I was, I was freelancing and also trying to be an artist at the same time. And going through music school, going through like recording school, the the big thing is like, oh yeah, I'm worried if I'm if I'm working in music, I'm not gonna want to be you know play music. I'm gonna hate music and just want to have to do it for work. Um, and I I've always been like, eh, you know, screw you, no, no way. Um, but at that time, I just it was the mix of of doing this as my own business mm-hmm. and trying to also figure out you know new clients and and how to make sure i was making my worth and and actually finding what my worth was um this whole mix really stressed me out it um and i already i've dealt with like an- anxious feelings and anxiety for a long time sure. um it stressed me out to the point where like i couldn't i couldn't come home and write music i didn't want to mm-hmm. um and if i tried like i felt no inspiration you know i i just had a lot of a lot of bad days in the studio where it's like i don't find i'm not inspired by this project i'm working on or um i just feel like it's dragging out and i'm I'm not really a, a any part of this except for hitting record um so i i started to dial back um and i you know picked up a second job and was able to offset you know bills and stuff and get get some weight off my chest and go back to um, producing when I wanted to and when I could, 
not producing because I, I had to or engineering because I had to. Um, so this song was about that time. It was about the time when I, I couldn't write music. I couldn't bring myself to it. Um, and I had, I was new to therapy too. I was just going to these sessions, uh, online sessions, but I was talking to a therapist and I had just also moved out of my, my house after coming back from college and then the pandemic started. So there was a lot of factors that, that came into me, you know, having, uh, really, really long episodes of just kind of dread, right? Like, you're like, oh my God, another, like, I got to figure things out again today. You wake up. Um, and it's like a cloud over your head. Yeah. Um, and over time I, I was able to deal with it, you know, talking to a therapist, especially and talking to friends, opening up these conversations about how I was feeling, um, and learning that, you know, I had to confront these feelings that I was having and understand where they're coming from, like why I feel certain ways about certain people or, um, these situations that are going on, like why I can't maybe confront them at the time. So having to figure all this out with therapists, with friends, um, I started to understand this cycle of it's all in your head. You know, it's all, it is your body's response. Anxiety is your body's response to stress. Yes. And so having an understanding of that, you know, while it is, and I've had very, I've had great talks with, uh, with, with Jita too about this. Um, you know, you're going to live with this forever. Mm -hmm. We're all going to live with stress forever yep. that's just just a part of life and it's a yeah. part of especially this human. world we live in now exactly yeah um and so we need to understand that you're never going to make it go away right but you can right. deal with it you learn how to fight it learn how to like show it the door so <laughs> with the idea of bad place um, especially coming into the music video the idea was to have these thoughts and emotions trapped inside a house um, or trapped inside a box and, you know, when one shows up, another might leave. Mm. So the video starts with, you know, me. Um, there's not much of a backstory, but I'm, I'm moving out and I'm in the woods alone and it rains. So I have to get in a box and I end up trapped, kind of not knowing where I am, looking at these other versions of me that are just going through the motions. Mm. They're just sitting there. They're used to this, you know, chilling. And um, at the towards the end of the video or at the end of the video, the one that has been in the video the longest, the one that's supposedly been in this place the longest, gets to, they find the door and they leave. Huh. Um, so I like it, that. it's about that cycle of just learning how to let things go, but also learning that things are always going to come in as mm. well. Mm. So that's, I think that's all of the backstory behind Bad Place. No, I thank you for sharing as much as you did too. And I, I'll definitely empathize with you as well. It was about a year ago to the, not to the day specifically, but... Um, was similar for me. Like I had a moment where I just was getting so just overwhelmed and stressed out with like, you know, full-time teaching and trying to, you know, run this podcast. And also I I coach basketball as well. And that's, and you know, I own a home and, you know, have a relationship and friends. And it just felt like I was at this place where I was like, so yeah, like you said, just so overstressed, so overwhelmed, overstimulated, like not taking care of myself Mm -hmm. in in a proper way. And really putting a lot of pressure on myself to like make this podcast like you know the biggest thing it could be or like I, like you know how you guys talk about putting your all into things like yeah. i was so hyper focused on that and it really messed with my own mental and physical health for sure and uh yeah and like i it got to a place where it went the pendulum swung from like all right i'm 
I'm so putting so much pressure on myself to like, I don't want to even, I don't know if I even want to do this anymore because like, I'm so just like, I feel so defeated from it for some crazy mm-hmm. reason. Like I lost this like weird joy from it. And I literally kind of had to like strip away like all of it. Like I took like last summer pretty much to just like get myself mentally healthy. And I had a moment, I talked about a little bit on a pot on a podcast when we actually like rebooted, but yeah, I had like a, uh, really, I had a, I had a actually a stress-induced seizure in the middle of the woods with a bunch like my. Thank God my friends were around, but like it led to that, and then it was like the reality check for me of like, oh wow, like I like if I was alone, like it could have been worse, could have maybe died. Like I needed to make sure, like I need to get my shit wow. set and get myself right before I even think about you know all these other things that like don't matter unless you are have your health. And I was talking to somebody, and another point you made that I really, really liked, and that I was talking to somebody about this uh, shortly after, uh, not shortly, maybe a couple months after it happened, and we were, I was talking about it in retrospect, and, um, you know, I was definitely in a better place, and, and he was like, oh, you know, it's, you know, that's, that's the, 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 you know, the, you know, just, I was like, ah, I don't feel like I'm all the way there, but I'm getting there, and blah, 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 and he was like, yeah, you know, you gotta just get to, get yourself to 100%, and I thought about it, and I was like, are we ever really 100%? I don't think so. I don't think that's even an achievable thing no. to ever be 100% healthy, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, right? Like we're never there. And what you're saying about like, you know, one thing, you know, maybe walks out the door, but another thing kind of comes in. Mm-hmm. It's so true, right? Like you finally get rid of one stressor in your life. Another stressor inevitably is going to come in. So it's like, how do we best with ourselves, like in our mental health and our emotional health, how do we, no matter what happens to us in life, how do we just kind of, okay, this is happening to me. I'm not going to overreact. Like, how do I just stay like emotionally sort of, um, just sound, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Without getting too high or too low about anything. It's so much easier said than done. And there's so much intricate, it's different for everybody, but yeah. yeah, no, it's just, I, I really resonate with a lot of what you're saying and the song especially too i definitely resonate with that is i i'm really happy to hear that like i'm yeah. happy to hear that and and um you know i can't believe that that happened to you too i i i remember when you took a break i remember seeing you come back and explain like i had to take some time off mm. um but i'm i'm really happy that you you know found that um started to strip things away and come back and approach it differently right and right. find out what really was going on cuz that for sure that's that is what it's all about and that's how i felt about a lot of these experiences um like we need support systems we need friends Mm -hmm. uh we need family and we just need to need to not take it all upon ourselves all the time absolutely we assess the situation take a step back think about what has led me here what i like about that and what i don't like about Mm -hmm. that and you know take the puzzle apart and put it back together and, um, and using art as like a way to express these things and like connect yeah. with other people. And like, like I said, like I, I really resonated with bad place. And that was another thing too, for me, like I talked about this a little bit as well, where I said, and I, I really felt this where I hit up, I think I had a point where I wasn't really listening to music for enjoyment anymore. I was listening to it for, okay, how can I like feature this person on the podcast or feature this song on the podcast or write about the song? I was only thinking about it in like business terms or like, yeah. like how to, you know what I mean? I wasn't actually enjoying the music to enjoy it. And I had to find that again. 
And now it's so much easier. It's been so much easier for me over the last, since we pretty much last once, last relaunched like six months ago. Like I've, I enjoy music again. Yeah, I don't I, see it as like a chore to listen to music anymore. I can like tell, I, used to. I can tell just, just by reading, just by reading that article about the show. And I've told you this before. Like I, that article is incredible. Thank you, man. And I really appreciate that. It's the, the observations, like every, you were paying attention to everything and you weren't like sitting there taking notes. Like you remembered this stuff because you you were enjoying it. It impacted and, me, man. It yeah. impacted. Yeah. Derek and I were talking about this right before you when you uh, before before you walked in, and I was saying like, you know, I you know I I still write about music. You know, obviously I'm a journalist. I'm a podcaster. That's kind of my you know my job, my space in this whole thing. But it was getting redundant for me, and now stuff like that where I actually can write about an experience like that was. It, it was so natural for me to write about that because it impacted me. And I don't, I don't write that piece though if it's not for you guys. Mm-hmm. So definitely want to applaud you guys as well because that's, I mean, that piece doesn't get written without your show and like you impacting not only myself but my girlfriend and really everyone else that was in that, in that, uh, in that venue that night. I, I, I genuinely believe that and like mean that sincerely. So Thank keep, you, <laughs> you're, you're on the right track, like for sure. Keep, keep going and doing what you're doing, like. You know, if this is any motivation at all for you, I don't, you know, and it is good. No, <laughs> I mean, and, yeah, you know, obviously I'm sure you're, mo- you're, you sound obviously very motivated anyway. Um, but a good I, team. yeah, yeah, you do. You guys, I, I can just tell, like you, I can feel it. Um, it seems very authentic and genuine and I just appreciate it so much. Um, as just coming from like a, from a, obviously a consumer's perspective too, not even just a, a podcaster's perspective or a journalist. Um, quickly want to talk about this album that you got coming out. So like, yeah. is there a date we have or is there anything nope. that we're just kind of working on it as, as we go? And in the business, we say winging it, winging it. I like yeah. that. No, um, I, I've toyed with the idea of making an album for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's still a lot of doubt in my mind cause every youtube video you'll watch and trust me i watch a lot of them <laughs> they're like oh you know it was a damien keys i don't know if you've ever seen his videos but he's like very sounds familiar he's he's sounds a familiar. big influencer in the like indie do-it-yourself artist mm-hmm. um sphere okay and he's like you know he's got english accent of course so he's like don't release albums you know release singles you got to push more music out in an album if it flops you've done all this work and you've invested all this money um but all my favorite artists have made incredible albums, whether it's the beginning or the end of their career uh, or the middle. Like an album is intentional. And I've personally, I've always looked at music, you know, music is intentional for me. Yes. Um, I, I didn't start making music, you know, to make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of what, you know, what any of us are doing right, right now. Right. Exactly. Uh, at least in this, in this level, but mm-hmm. we do it cause mm-hmm. we love it. And I, I want, you know, I want to make the best music I can. And I make the music for myself. I want to hear this stuff. I want to hear this music. Yeah. So I make it for me. And then if anyone else likes it, that's perfect. That's good. Um, so yeah, the, the album is just, there are songs that I've been working on for a while now. I think going back to about a year ago. Okay. Um, all, all tracks that, you know, have, impacted me in different points in my life especially with what we were just talking about with these struggles with anxiety yep. b- beginning to go to therapy like i have a song called water which i actually performed at the show yes which was oh that song's great uh, I'm, literally, I'm actually remembering it yeah, yeah. so li- almost like to the day about the night i decided i need to go to therapy because i felt this cr- like literal wave oh. over me that i couldn't control that's good context now that i'm it's yeah you, yeah when the, like 
I think about it a lot. And the <laughs> but, falsettos you hit on that shit, it was like, ooh, it was like, yeah. ooh damn. I was like, I, I was feeling that shit. I was yeah, feeling that. Yeah, around with the falsettos that was, a little bit. That was dope, yeah. Um, that that performance, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. That no, performance, no. It, well, the obviously the 1.30 a.m., like, mm-hmm. P.S. Joby fucking murdered that shit. Yeah. But, like, oh, my God. Like, everybody, I think, in the in the room at that moment was like, whoa, uh, this is crazy. Like, holy fuck. You know what I mean? Like, she just had a moment, I think. But, yeah. 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 But, yeah, the, this this... The album is special. Um, it will be special, and it's also the like the mark of me beginning to work with um, my friend Gustavo mm-hmm. Barroso. And he's a designer, artist, and just like an all around creative. Um, he lives in Brooklyn right now. I'm wearing his shirt. So this, I was about to say, is yeah, it? Yeah. This is this is a piece of his furniture that he's designed. It's called the slime chair or the green green slime chair. Um, and so he, you know, he creates furniture. And he has all this crazy art that he's done over over his career as an artist. We have some hanging in our house. All his friends have some hanging in their houses. Um, but he has signed on, you know, as my creative director. So oh, we're wow. working together. We work to create a whole brand around me. We have yet to, you know, we're going to start implementing it into releases, and you'll see it coming up. Okay. Um, we I have, like uh, I have a song releasing actually forgot to mention this at the end of may may 31st all right yep. so this episode um, will be out by then cool so. all right yeah so the song is called isolate and i performed that at the you performance did i remember too. that one too yes um that that song quickly it's about coming out of covid isolation i got covid in october of 2021 so still oh, pretty early and yeah, early on in it yeah. um, that was the 14 day isolation i was locked in my parents basement for 14 days they put food on the steps like i was a gremlin and <laughs> that happened to me too <laughs> yeah they, you know i didn't they didn't treat me like i was a gremlin but i felt like a gremlin yep, yep. and uh by the time i got out i you know supposed to be happy but i was still so nervous about everything like oh yesterday i have covid today i don't have covid i don't know what to do i just i drove i just got in my car and i drove because i couldn't i couldn't deal with you know all the stress that yeah. had just come down right at the end of that isolation period um and as I was driving, I was driving to my girlfriend, uh, Olivia's house and I just had to like pull over and I cried. Like I, I was just very stressed out and that's exactly what this song is about. Um, so it means a lot to me and I hope that anyone that has dealt with, you know, the stress of this disease, um, yep. we don't have to talk too much about it, but like anyone that's dealt with the stress of giving it to others or like worrying about other, how it impacts everyone mm-hmm. around you, um, you know, I hope I hope you feel something when you listen to it. But yeah, Isolate is coming out. The cover art is designed. It's a picture that was curated by Gustavo. The text, everything that's going to be involved with the marketing of it, marketing of it, will be through him. That's awesome. And his network. I'm so excited, man. It's huge. And really shout great. out Jody, Jordy. I'm sorry. Shout out Jordy. Um, actually, the graphic designer that we worked with. Um, he's from Brazil, and he's incredible. Awesome. Yeah, and Jeffrey, Jeffrey Baptiste, he took the took the picture on film um, with this crazy huge camera that he let Derek hold that Derek should not have been holding, <laughs> multiple thousands of dollars, whatever. Um, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, cool networks, man. I love it. All right, well, so isolates the thirty first. Isolate is on All the thirty right. first. May thirty first, guys. Make sure you guys go check out that. Well, I'm sure we will definitely have it on our playlist, and we'll be reposting it on our our site. But the Depresso Mode playlist. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, I have one final question for you before we get to my last segment, um, which is always a, uh, an artist and producer favorite. Um, 
that one goes very fast, but it's also a fun one. Um, I want to talk about my favorite song in your catalog personally. And I talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, I really love you for you, man. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's my jam. And so what I was really curious about, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you, is it true that you guys like basically went sort of went away and you guys were just like messing around and making music. And that song kind of was like, that was like the inception of that song. It wasn't like an intention thing that you guys went to go make that. Is yeah. that, is that true? And like, I've also heard of other artists maybe doing that, like kind of almost in producers, actually John, John uh, glass, where the studio we're at right now, he and I are having that conversation, like in Melks, um, they were, we were talking about that last weekend when I was here about like doing like artist retreats or producer retreats and like making music. So is that like something that you guys do often? And like, mm-hmm. is it true that, that you, for you, like that was the inception f- for that song? Yeah, we, we, we do it as often as we can. Um, and as of right now, it's been me and Timmy and Jita and Derek joins us, um, to help navigate the whole entire process. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we started just going out to, you know, well, we went up to Seabrook that time. We got a house in Seabrook. That house looks sick. And it's pretty sick. And, um, a lot of good stuff on Airbnb. (laughs) We, um, we, brought a studio set up with us so we all work in bedroom studios so we mm-hmm. packed it all up set it up in the living room looking at the ocean and so the the idea is just to get out you know like we as bedroom producers we work in a very unregulated and small environment you know it's a bedroom um so we're used to just sitting there at a desk with monitors and a laptop and an interface like that's it right, right. that's all we need and a keyboard on the side of course but um yeah, we just we wanted to do that to get away, get away from our jobs, get away from, um, you know, get away from the people around us, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, but just like no, remove ourselves oh, like, for sure. from society. For sure. And um, it, we did not intend to make you for you. We Timmy and I were actually working on another song at the time, and Jita wasn't there at that that moment. Um, but Melty Cannon was watching a live stream because um, him and Timmy go way back. That's he, cool. He's, he, he's dope. He is amazing. He's so good. Um, he was watching a live stream that Timmy had on. We were just producing, you know, messing around. And um, he was like, yo, I have something for you guys. He messaged that in the chat. And so he sent it through. For you. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, audience knows me. I had to throw in one dad joke in here. Like, it's it's one of those minus things. Minus one. Minus one. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, I have a lot more minuses than I do pluses. I have a few. I have a few. but a lot It's of all minuses. good. Sorry. Anyway, continue. It's It's golf, right? Yeah. Life is golf. Lowest score wins. Um, <laughs> so we, he said, I have something for you. He emailed it to Timmy and we just like stopped the live stream, pulled it up and started working on it. That's cool. Um, and it That's was dope. the main instrumental. It was, it was like a, a more stripped down version of the instrumental, uh, which had the breakbeat drums yeah, and the chorus just baked into it. So I started building up more of a beat around it. Um, and we just wrote verses around it. And so, as we were writing verses, people were like saying things in the live stream because we started it back up. Uh, Melty Cannon actually was the one that mentioned, you should say, you look like a queen, come get your crown. So yeah. I put that in my verse. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But yeah, it was totally spur of the moment. And, you know, we filmed that little, the video that goes along with it, which is the visual right. uh, visualizer, the visualizer on yeah. Spotify um, and on YouTube. But we just, we were listening to the demo and that's just what we do. You know, like if a song is hitting and the demo's playing, you play it loud as you can yeah. and just start dancing around to it and enjoying it. So that was just us, you know, fucking around dancing to the song so cool, as we man. made it. So, and that's like one of your most 
streamed songs are like, <laughs> yeah. like which is which is kind of ironic in a sense where it's like you know you could work on something for months and like i've i've had this moment where as a, just i completely different as a podcaster where like i think it's it's so funny when you think just from my perspective an episode is gonna hit mm-hmm. and it just kind of doesn't but then the one that you don't even think is gonna hit goes does it's insane right how that works but it's never and it's never absolute right because i think no a lot it's of people, not it's not they lose faith they're like i worked so hard on this one thing and no one cares about it and then like <laughs> i posted a video of me farting and like it got a million views and i don't get it but the other way around like it's beautiful both ways no right? fair it's enough. amazing Absolutely. work both ways Absolutely. like you did something that people love great you didn't put that much time into it even better you put a lot of time into it it matters to you eventually mm-hmm. it will matter to someone else it'll matter to more people but definitely can't we can't get discouraged by that because no. i could look at you for you and say oh my god i spent a total of eight hours on that song which is not much and no you know go to something like jackpot which i had literally 12 different mixes for before i settled on the right mix um which has a fraction of the the plays like just it's amazing that one one song has that many plays in general so i'm i'm happy and a a lot of people love it and they 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 fucking go crazy when they hear it so yeah it's 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 a definitely a fan favorite for sure and like was it so i'm like i'm just curious real quick like with um like being in that new that different environment Mm -hmm. like i know you say you guys try to do this often but it's like is that um like what is that with difference between like being in a completely like a foreign environment that you're unfamiliar with when you're trying to create versus like you're kind of mon- like not not mundane but like your same sort of like setup that you always have is there like a a magic to that and that's why you guys try to keep doing it or there is it's it's a mix of like vacation um like my idea of a vacation is not go somewhere else and do nothing it's like mm. i like to go somewhere else and do as many things as i can mm-hmm um yeah you're not covered the same cloth for sure yeah (laughs) it's yeah it's a mix of it's a mix of vacation and um and continuing the same work we always do so uh this idea kind of brewed from definitely brewed from my time in a studio and while i love being in a recording studio like this place the place is made for this it's made for recording Mm -hmm. getting the best sound and listening to it back in the best way um i love that but at the same time I feel like it's almost like walking into a cubicle every day and just mm. closing yourself in and saying, all right, time to do my work. So how can you, you know, how can you be as creative as possible if you are doing that? Mm. I think, point. I think that, um, if you can get vocals sounding good, which, you know, if you have engineering background or have experience, you can do that wherever you are. Um, if you don't mind, being in a different environment for listening back you can make it work like you just you have all these things that you just learn to adapt to especially being a bedroom producer you know that no room you're going to bedroom produce in is going to be perfect unless you really spend time Mm -hmm. but it there's just so many good things about it you wake up in the morning and like are together make breakfast together like derek and i and timmy we actually live together but like jita doesn't live with us so like we had someone he comes in and we're together now we're on a trip and we're doing things going grocery shopping and coming back and making music and separating and whatever it's all just it's really cool and um so cool we're just doing the same work that we always do and we get to look at the beach or a mountain or something like that yeah and that was better than that that can always draw like introspection and inspiration for sure always that's that's amazing i love that yeah no it's something that i never really 
considered that like but then when john like i said when john and melks when we were talking about that conversation last weekend it was making a lot of sense to me in the moment mm-hmm. and then when i was preparing for this interview i was like oh wow i've actually I, if i'm not mistaken i think you for you has that same sort of inception story so that's so I've that's so a, amazing man. i've got a studio on a laptop you know i can go anywhere and, and then the beautiful thing about this you know about right now in in this day and age of like you can just you can make music anywhere you can Literally. it's it's not how it used to be and so even though things are a little more oversaturated these days it's still it's it, the uh, accessibility is just it's yeah, just through the roof just get out there and find a find a new way to do things i love that i love that Lucas, this has been a fantastic episode, man. Like, yeah. I, I think this is a great, and you know, in uh, first episode in in this new space. Like, I'm I'm definitely feeling feeling good about it, and uh, I was just so great to chop it up with you and have you on this show, man. I'm 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 thrilled about it. Um, and I, I forgot I, I was nervous. That's good. Same, same. After <laughs> nice. like five minutes, I was like, oh, this is this is actually tight. Um, no, in all seriousness, like, you guys are like really moving the right way. You're doing all the right things. I think it's only a matter of time for you guys and. Um, and you know, just what you've accomplished to this point though, is just should be applauded. So I really congratulate you guys on everything and all the success you've had. And, um, you know, uh, you are officially a turntable teachers alumni as well, by the way, Hell which is, which yeah. is pretty sweet. graduated. You got, yeah. Really? Pop quiz and I graduate. I you like did. That. You got, that's it. That's it's, it's not hard I to, think to real gra- school should be like that. Or this not to say that this isn't real school, but I think K through 12 should be a little more like that. I'm trying, man. I'm only I'm only one human being. And is there a gym a, class in this in school? Yeah, you're gonna drop and do uh, 20 push-ups right yeah, now. Cool. Just stop, perfect stop form. Perfect. <laughs> what, I'm just messing with you. I do have my final question for you. All right, so. this is this is uh, called the open. Well, this segment's called the open response because it's again it's op- very open. Hmm. And um, so it's the dream song scenario. I'm not sure if you've seen this on our show. Ooh. I ask I ask this question to every artist and producer that comes on the show. If you could make a dream song with any artist so i usually if, if an artist comes on i ask like if they if they can um have one producer and then three guest artists for you since you're a producer you're obviously going to produce the song yeah. and i'm going to give you four artists that you can put on this song so someone to do the hook and then three verses oh, so man. and you can have any artists dead or alive on this song and it's your song so luke yeah lucas's song featuring four different artists dead or alive Take as much time as you need. Who would be on Lucas's dream song? I, oh, well, I did think about this a little bit. Yeah, you saw it on the notes. Yeah, I saw it on the notes. Yeah, Um, but you changed it up by changing the parameters here. I did. Yeah, very little context about it. It literally just said dream song scenario on what I sent. But I knew what you meant. Just for just for context. I I did know what you mean overall. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would say. Frank Ocean on the hook. Ooh. He's going to do something. The enigma of music. Absolutely magical. Um, and Mac Miller's on verse one. Okay. This is already sounds great, by the way. So I can hear it in it's, my head. It's, they never did a song together. That's crazy. He would have been perfect on The Divine Feminine, and they, yeah. they never got him on it. I think that album needed a little more time. That, that could have been special. I think it still was, but like I it was very special. And I loved it, but I think maybe um, a little bit more time. It could if, have been. if it had more time, something like that would have happened mm-hmm. inevitably. Or Although maybe. that Ty Dolla Sign joint is like phenomenal. Oh, on there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's right. Cinderella. But Cinderella. Yeah. Yep, you got it. Um, okay, so we got Frank. We got Mac. Mac. We got two more verses. Two more verses. Artist dead or alive that I love. Oh man. <laughs> um. I, f- I want to say, 
I want to say Georgia Smith is coming in. Too. Georgia Smith. We've never had Georgia Smith yeah, as, I, a, as a choice. I love been, her, bro. She's been a favorite voice of mine she's for a long so time. She's so good. She's so good. So underrated. Yeah. Uh, I just love, uh, yeah. Ooh. I love the UK. The UK. She has um one song that's like a UK garage or garage remix. It's one of her more popular songs. I forget is what it's it called. Is it On My Mind with Predator? Yeah, it is On My that Mind. Song is yeah. Amazing. yeah, that's 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 a jam. Um and she has I, a song by the way called Tomorrow if you have you ever heard of that song is that on it's the, the this album came out a couple years ago with I think it has blue lights on it yes yeah yes I Dude, would know that Tomorrow's song. my favorite George is that song. the guitar is guitar and vocals it's more of a ballad more of a ballad like, it gonna, all makes sense tomorrow I'm gonna have to I'm not doing it justice obviously. You, you don't sound like Georgia Smith but you do sound I, good really yeah I've, I have heard I've butchered good. songs so I don't <laughs> that is not what I've heard um, so we have Frank Ocean on the hook. Mac Miller comes in. Frank Ocean comes back for hook number two. Georgia Smith hits the bridge. Ooh, and she murders that shit. And then harmonizes a little bit with Frank Ocean. <laughs> and then the you're last, structuring this. I like this. Some people to, just give us the list. No, you're like, okay, you're you're, you're putting in the actual. <laughs> oh, in the last verse. I mean, yeah, who who just like knocks this thing out of the park and just like completely oh, sends man. it into number one hit smash that it already is. <laughs> I feel like I could really throw a wrench in this right now. Uh, there better not be an audio only of this. I'm doing a lot of grunting and sighing. Let's see. <laughs> there is audio only. Oh, there, no. <laughs> there, there will be there will be an audio only version. But, Damn. But you I, should you, if you're if you've been only listening to the audio unless you're like in the car or something you should totally watch the, the watch video. the video. The, the video. The, the aesthetic's great. There's a lot but. of body language here, <laughs> um. especially me, the Italian. <laughs> Talking with his hands all the time. I'm I'm Canadian, so I've been in the same position the whole time. <laughs> um, I'm trying to mimic you a little bit. My leg is like dead, by the way, so it's just really funny. <laughs> but anyway, um, and, well, this is my song too, right? So do it's I get yours? a verse? Oh, you, oh. So I'm producing it. Okay. Oh, this is this is interesting. If if you want a verse, you can have a verse. I'd like a verse. It doesn't have to count for a slot because I definitely no. I'm I'm Give not my favorite artist of all time by any means. Um. So I'll grab a verse on there, just like a four bar, whatever, a little something. <laughs> um, Frank Ocean, Georgia Smith, and Mac Miller all come in, sing in perfect harmony on the last hook. Um, I love this right now. <laughs> and, my God. Oh, 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 oh. You know what? I'm going to throw in a recent favorite. I'm just going to have – I'm going to have Rema pull up on the end of that track. Hmm. You ever listen to Rema? Choice. Uh, not that much, but I know who. I, I know. I've been nonstop listening to his latest project. I know, yeah. Um, I've heard, I've seen the name. I don't, I couldn't tell you a song though. Yeah, that's that's just out. like that could. If that happened tomorrow, I'd be happy. I'd be happy. Yeah, that would. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like for most people that come on and they think about this, they're like, yeah, I could probably, I could die happy if I. That, yeah. that was my that was <laughs> all right end my music career on that if, you know if we baked it down though me and mac miller in the same studio for a weekend or a week um that would be my dream duo so i'll, I'll throw that one out there because cool, i need cool. to all right well lucas featuring frank ocean <laughs> mac miller uh, rema and georgia smith <laughs> think it would be a smash think it would be a number one hit we would certainly have it on our podcast i don't talk think about people it, would so. know what to do if they heard that song i don't know yeah, i don't yeah i don't know what i would do either i think and the way and i love how you like threw out 
like explained how it was all gonna go down. Okay. I don't think I've had anybody else come on the show and actually tell us. All right, now there's like this is gonna blend and these these wait two are gonna have, sing a harmony. Wait till you have Timmy on the show. He'll do that. Oh, he's he's coming up next. He's 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 definitely in the rotation here for sure. Um, Lucas, man, this has been awesome. Yeah. Like seriously, like what what an awesome episode. Thank you, thank you for having me. Oh, of course, anytime. This was an absolute pleasure, a blast. This is a great uh, inaugural first uh, first uh, episode here at Nowhere Studios. So again, if you are an artist or a producer or podcaster, especially, you got to hit these guys up. Nowhere Studios, they do it all here. Again, shout out SK, John Glass, Melks, and Andre X. They absolutely kill it here. Their studio's phenomenal. You got to come check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas, the only thing we have left is for you to plug plug away to, to the to the audience, our fans, people that are listening to you and yeah. just coming on to you for the first time. Like, where can people find you? Instagram, website, whatever you want to plug. Okay. Plug right away. I'm a horrible plugger of myself, but uh, let's see. Instagram, at pronounced lucas all one word pronounced lucas um twitter at pronounced lucas facebook don't worry about it um <laughs> i do have a website i guess yeah pronouncedlucas.com um you can go to that if you want i'm working on it and anywhere else i'm i'm on audius i'm on soundcloud like spotify apple music if you want to support me support me everywhere buy a song on itunes if you care uh, if you want to and youtube uh at pronounced Lucas on YouTube. So pretty consistent there, I'd say. I like that. Very good. Because they won't allow the period in the username and it's it miffed me a little bit. So Really? Pronounced Lucas it is. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that about YouTube. Oh yeah, it's annoying. Well, I'm restricting YouTube. Come on, man. Boom. No, I'm just kidding. Don't don't take this episode out. Um if you are a fan of Lucas coming on to us for the first time, you can follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, obviously YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to us there, and then make sure you hit up our website, www.turntableteachers.com for all the latest blogs, episodes, and content that's going on with our podcast. Um, little, little. If you've made it this far... Which is which is amazing, and you got a little Easter egg as well for the fans as well. Lucas is actually going to be a part of a little project we are also working on that we are going to launch uh, very soon. Uh, I'd say in about a month or so. So definitely be on the lookout for that. He will. He is not. Uh, he's not done with us at all. We'll be then we'll be uh, plugging the album when it drops and yeah. the new single Isolation. Make sure you go check that out. And yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in, and, and again, thank you for being here, man. This was this was a lot of fun. Absolute pleasure. This is my first real podcast experience, and it has been the best. Fantastic. We killed it, man. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. As always, I'm Mike. This is Lucas with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially dismissed. Summer vacation. Let's go. Turn, turn, turn.